Hi, this is Dr. J.P. Sanchez, president of Building the Next Generation of Academic Physicians, also known as BINGAP, as well as the editor of a new book entitled Succeeding in Academic Medicine, a Roadmap for Diverse Medical Students and Residents. As many of you know, we've launched this podcast um, consisting of um, the authors of the chapters of the book to further inspire, motivate, and provide important knowledge to diverse trainees as they consider academic medicine careers. Today, um, we have Dr. Dennis Spencer, um, who is not only one of the co-authors on the chapter titled Financing an Academic Medicine Career, but is one of the founding board members of BINGAP. Um, how are you doing today, Dennis? I'm great, pleasure to be here. Well, thank you. I know you're very busy, especially given our current crisis. Thank you for taking this time to be a part of this podcast. Um, so as, as we start off, um, as mentioned, you know, many of the things that we do are for our diverse trainees. Can you share a little bit about your own background and your diversity dimensions? Well, great. So I am a black male, um, first generation physician from Baltimore, Maryland. Um, my family's roots are in the deep south, specifically South Carolina, so I view myself as a bit of a southerner as well. Great, thank you. And you've had a, an incredible educational and professional journey. Can you, can you share with the listeners um, where you've been and where it's taking you across the country? Oh, it's certainly been a journey. Um, so I am a proud product of the Baltimore City Public School System. Um, after which I became an even prouder alumnus of the Morehouse College in Atlanta, Georgia, where I graduated from there with a degree in, bi um, in biology. From there, I, um, while in Atlanta, I worked as a research assistant at the Morehouse School of Medicine before ultimately going to New York City, where I attended the tri-institutional MD-PhD program between Cornell, Rockefeller, and Memorial Sloan Kettering. I eventually received my PhD from Rockefeller University in bacterial pathogenesis and immunology. And after finishing the MD from Cornell, I went over to the West Coast. I did my residency in pediatrics at Stanford University, Lucille Packard Children's Hospital. And now I am finishing up the last few months of my pediatric gastroenterology clinical fellowship at Boston Children's Hospital, an affiliate of Harvard Medical School. I'm actually, I've already committed now in the next few months to transition to faculty um, at HMS and continuing also as a postdoctoral fellow, having a mentored research experience in the Rakoff Nahum Lab at Harvard Medical School. Well, huge congratulations. I know you've made the Baltimore community very proud of one of their sons, and, mm -hmm. and I'm happy that you're able to share your recent um, appointment um, at, at, um, within the Harvard system that we'll also be highlighting during another podcast. So thank you for uh, allowing us to be one of the, the first places for you to make that announcement. Um, uh, now, as we talk more about the book, um, can you share why you decided to, you know, be one of the co-authors um, within this book, and specifically on the chapter on financing an academic medicine career? Well, I mean, I'd say probably anyone who's entered medicine in the last 20 years um, has the financial implications as something they have to be conscientious of. So especially as the first generational, as a first generation individual medicine, 
Um, I know in my case, members of my family were either concerned I was going to just be buried under all this debt from medical school, while the others were thought, thinking I was going to be some rich man. So um, while the latter is not really the story for many of us, um, the uncertainty with the finances is definitely something that is unclear for many trainees, especially when we hear a lot about the financial climate changing, um, confusing talk about earnings and reimbursement, and we really just don't learn about this in medical school. So with all these complicated moving parts, I felt like many in the potential academic medicine pipeline, um, decisions are being based on fear of remaining in debt or not being able to support each other and support ourselves. So I wanted to be able to be a part of the counter argument. You know, I've had the benefit of meeting many people who are thriving in academic, in academic medicine. So eventually um, hearing their stories, I do know that there are incentives and perks that they've been afforded. And I think that, you know, as a firm believer in the statement that you don't know what you don't know, I wanted to help make that financial case, how pursuing an academic career um, could be not only a feasible idea, but something that you can find true, in, uh, true enjoyment in. And we also had the benefit of collaborating with the AAMC, which just made it even more exciting to do. Excellent, excellent. So um, can you share a little bit more about what made it most gratifying about writing and contributing to this book? So I must say this was a bit of a twofer for me. I mean, it's gratifying to be able to, again, directly address some of the concerns that people have brought up to BenGap about why they may not wish to pursue such a career. But it also had the dual benefit of me learning a lot along the way. Yes, I had seen some people who had taken paths where they found great enjoyment um, and financial stability in academic medicine, but there are so many ways to succeed in this path. And a lot of information was learned um, as we were creating this um, chapter. So gratifying to see all the people during our conferences where we debuted some of this information how happy people were to hear it, but also just knowing how much this has helped me as I'm in that critical transition in my career. Great, great. So writing is difficult for many people. Um, we often hear not only from our trainees, but our faculty um, that they struggle with writing, uh, even though they want to share a lot of important experiences and messages. Uh, what was most difficult for you about contributing to this book and how did you overcome those challenges? So with writing this chapter, we wanted to provide a concise um, representation of what can be a way of making that financial argument for academic medicine. And it's hard to be concise when there are so many approaches you could take to tackling this large topic. You know, from my perspective, you know, there are a lot of nuances that may be more specific to one track versus another, but trying to think about those items that are more generalizable that both the clinical scholar and the physician scientists alike could find as useful um, was a difficult uh, exercise. But I want to believe that we struck a good balance to where we gave some examples that may be track specific, but largely captured a lot of generalizable 
ideas that people can further learn about themselves further that may be more in line with what their interests are in academic medicine. Well, as, as we talk more about financing an academic medicine career, can you give another nugget from that chapter um, to help people know how they can have um, a, a financially successful and gratifying career in academia? Well, one nugget, or maybe I'll call it more of an overarching theme, would be that the view of the financial difference between academic medicine and private practice I feel needs to be looked at from a wider lens than what many of us um, kind of envision this pathway. And what I mean by that is there are some very finite numerical differences that some people will try to identify. But when you step back and look at the larger picture of perks that may be unique to academic medicine, things like opportunities for debt um, forgiveness, opportunities for other types of continuing medical education benefits or other more gratifying opportunities for the collegiality um, of working with trainees and other scholars. There are things that may not be as apparent when looking at solely the numbers, but even when looking at the numbers, um, there is enough of an argument that can be made so I think that the nugget I hope that we again try to drive home during this chapter is that you have to look at the full picture and not be swayed by, again, fear based on um, what may be very surface differences because that may be where you're missing out where your actual heart is and where you'll find the most fulfillment. Well, I, I, want, to, I want to thank you for taking this time with us. Um, Thank you so much for your 10 years of contribution, over 10 years of, of contribution to BINGAP um, and for uh, contributing to this uh, specific project uh, and to this chapter. Most importantly, um, congratulations on, on your latest promotion. We're so proud of you and so excited and we're looking forward um, to continuing to celebrate your many successes ahead. So thank you again. Thank you, JP. It's definitely a pleasure.